everyone welcome welcome to our revival as we are continuing our time together at the word of knowledge bible college have you been blessed thus far amen have god's been doing some spiritual feeding in his house how about some physical feeding has he been doing some physical feeding in this house Amen. It is indeed a privilege and an honor to be here. We want to welcome you who are viewing with us online. We thank God for you for taking time out to come and to spend this with us, or spend this evening with us. Um, you know, we set our clocks back. Amen. Anybody set their clocks back? Is it spring forward, fall backwards? Is that how they go? Amen. Um, I, I must confess, I was driving in a car today and I looked at the clock in the car and I'll tell you, I got nervous. And my wife had to remind me, you didn't change that one. <laughs> but I praise God that we're here today. Listen, do we have any first-time visitors with us today? Anyone visiting with us for a first time? Did we take care? Amen. Can we put our hands together for our first-time visitors? Amen. Did we take care of our guests over here? Amen. Well, we praise God for you for coming out and spending this time with us. Before we go any further, can we just bow our heads for a word of prayer? Let us pray. Father God, again, we are so thankful, blessed, and honored, and privileged to be able to come before you on this matter. We thank you for life, health, and strength and all that you do to keep us in your presence. Now, forgive us again of our sins. Cleanse us, we pray. Thank you for those that have made it out, and we pray for those that are online viewing. We thank you for them as well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. At this time, I'm going to invite up Pastor Keith Hackles as he take us through our quiz. Are you ready for a quiz? Now, this is going to be one that you don't, you could, you could do this with your eyes closed, all right? I want you to write them down this time. Amen. Did you pass them out? Yes. Amen. Good evening, everybody. So good to be back with y'all for this second go-round on this Sunday night. Hope that y'all been paying attention over... The last, what has it been, five days? Five days? Going down the home stretch. Um, there's a piece of paper being passed out right now for y'all to write down y'all's answers. Um, I got five questions for tonight. Uh, we got some scholars on the left-hand side that though y'all weren't here, I'm sure y'all gonna know all the answers on my left, y'all's right. Uh, but we're gonna go through this thing tonight. Let me know when y'all ready. Just say amen. Alright. First question. First question. Can I just hit enter if this don't? Gotcha. Alright. First question. Here we go. True or false? Lucifer is called a master deceiver. True or false? Lucifer is called a master deceiver. You want that on the screen as well? Can we hear enter back there on that screen too? True or false? Lucifer is called a master deceiver. Second question, second question. Can I, you want me to go to two or you want me to wait? There we go, there we go. All right, number two. <laughs> go ahead. Remember, all right, that one, all right. Man, is there, is there more to this? This is, this is a trick question here? Uh, <laughs> All right, there we go. There we go. Now, okay, so I can control that, but I still got to hit enter on this. All right, there we go. Remember Daniel 7. <laughs> Daniel 7. 
The lion represented blank. The bear represented blank. Mm-hmm. They're getting tougher. Oh, there's more. The leopard represented blank. Wasn't letting y'all out that easy. The leopard represented blank. And the dragon-like beast represented blank. Let me see if there's more. Nope, that's it for that one. Still see people writing. It's always good. It's always good when you see those pencils moving. Let me know if y'all ready for the next one or y'all want me to wait. No, don't wait, or no, you're not ready for the next one. Go? Oh, okay. <laughs> Number three, true or false? Cults and false religion are exploding in growth. True or false? Cults and false religion are exploding in growth. True or false? All right, number four. I told y'all there's uh, five. So we're almost done. Number four. A cult will substitute a human teacher for blank. I can't help you. <laughs> a cult will substitute a human teacher for blank. Oh my goodness. Wait, you preached on this uh, Sabbath morning? Yeah? Okay. All right. I'm going to read this next one slow. You might be able to pull up the YouTube feed and uh, rewind through it and see what that one was. Uh, this is number five. Number five. Bible says in John 17, 17, sanctify them by your blank. Your word is blank. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Sanctify them by your blank. Your word is blank. All right, y'all ready for the answers? See how good you did? So if I hit this button, it'll go straight to, all right. There are your answers. Don't cross out nothing. Don't erase nothing. Uh, make sure you mark an X if you got it wrong. Looks like number two, you get 25% for each blank. Should be a bonus question on here, man. Lucifer is called a master deceiver. How many of y'all wrote true? Okay, okay, okay. This is what I really want to see. How many of y'all got these blanks right? Uh, the lion represented Babylon. How many got that one right? Okay, okay. Uh, the bear represented Medo-Persia. How many of y'all got that right? Um, the leopard represented Greece. Uh, and dragon-like beast represented Rome. Should be a bonus question on here. Oh, uh, man. Number three, number three, number three. Uh, that was true. How many of y'all got true? Okay. Sister Patsy, where you at? 100% um, so far? Oh, okay. Number four, a cult will substitute a human teacher for Jesus. That was that one. How many of y'all got that one right? Because I seen some people looking that y'all were going back in y'all's mental Rolodex trying to remember what the preacher said. Um, we'll substitute a human teacher for Jesus. And the last one is sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. How many of y'all got them all right? How many of y'all got the majority of them right? You, get, you miss one? Give yourself a round of applause. Good job, y'all. Good job, good job. Amen. Praise God. So we all are Bible scholars in here, right? No, not yet. So we need to go another week, right? <laughs> Back in the day, that's what we used to do. We, that's how you get another three weeks out of this thing. 
Amen. Sister Deb, <laughs> she looking at me sideways. Is that the same look that scared him? Amen. Well, we're going to continue on here with our health nugget. So we're going to invite up um, Sister Lakia to come and share with us our, um, our health nugget. And after that, we'll be followed by our special prayer. All right. Good evening, everybody. So I can't wait. You know that son that says, stop and let me tell you what the Lord has done for me. So um, Sister Jan called me because I had given her this testimony, so I'm going to share it with you. Uh, a few years ago, I got a, um, hit, a, hit a mammogram or something, and they said, we see something. But I knew what it was, so I didn't go in. I said, oh, that's good. No, no big thing. So then in, uh, no one do what I did because this is not the right thing to do. So then a few years later, <laughs> I um, decided to have another mammogram. So I went in to have the mammogram, and this time it was like at a mammogram place. And they were like, oh, they were, my phone was ringing off the hook. You, we see something. We see something. You have to come in. You have to come in. I went on vacation. So I was on vacation. forgot all about it, right? That was this summer in June. And, so then when we get back, of course, Lee had to remind me, hey, are you going to call those people because they saw something on your mammogram and blah, blah, blah. So I said, okay, I call. So I called the people, and they were, yeah, you got to come in. We see something. You know, so meanwhile, while that was going on, my girlfriend was talking about fasting, intermittent fasting this and intermittent fasting that, you know, which... You know, I was talking to Sister Fields, and we were talking about, like, I'm stop eating after two. No, no more eating, by the grace of God. Y'all hear it say, by the grace of God, right? So no more eating after the grace of God, by the grace of God. So then, you know, so she was like, uh, and this time the Holy Spirit was like, you need to, you know, go and check that out. And I was like, really? Now, so I was saying, um, so that was like on Monday, I made an appointment for Thursday. In between that time, I talked to my uh, girlfriend, and she was like, yeah, you know, fasting is great. Everybody should write this word down, autophagy. Hey, you getting, have you looked up autophagy? I was like, no, you should look up autophagy. So I looked it up. Now I'll try to explain it, but it's pretty technical. After you've eaten, haven't eaten for 18 hours, then your body, well, your body has started to eat fat from already, but then it goes into eating bad cells and replacing bad cells in the body with good cells. And I was like, really? She and I had talked. I said, I can't do three-day three day fasting, blah, 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 because, you know, uh, you can be in autophagy from 18 hours to 72 hours. And then after that, there's no more autophagy. So... Um, I was looking at it, and, and the people were like, you need to come in, and et cetera. So on Wednesday, I said, I think I'm going to try to fast 24 hours. I'm going to try to do 24 hours and stuff. I'm going to step this up. But I read that, and I said, I think I'm going to go three days. I mean, I want some good sales. I want sales replaced. So I started praying and praying. I went in for the test on Thursday. Yes, yes, we see it. It's two spots in here, and I was angry. I was so annoyed that they was like, yeah, we, it could be cancer. And then I was annoyed because I'm thinking, y'all trying to manipulate people. Y'all just want to make $75,000 off a meal with some type of surgery. I was mad. And so then I was like, Lee, I said, Lee, do you think I'm still fasting, right? I said, you think I should, I should go and have this test, you know, because um, they want to take it out and look at it and do all this stuff to it, whatever they do. So I said, you want, you think I should go? He's like, yeah, I think you should go. Then I was mad at him because, you know, you're supposed to be like, no, you don't need to go there. But I was angry. So I said, okay. So then that was Wednesday I started. Thursday I was fasting. Friday I was fasting. And Saturday. And because his doctor said it could be cancer, I got on and Googled, right? And I found out that what they were talking about was not the thing that I had seen. They saw something different. It's called microcalcifications, and those can be cancerous. You know, I was like, oh, no. Now I was really mad and scared. So I was like, oh, this is terrible. You know, and, of course, you go into, well, I could have been doing this and that. But I told you, okay, I'm going to do a hydrotherapy treatment. Now I'm already fasting. I'm down to three days. 
And that's Sarah that I did a hydrotherapy treatment. And this is called a fever bath. So you get in the water, mine's at 107, which is pretty hot. And then you keep your fever up to at 102 for like 20 minutes. You know, you have to stay in there for 20 minutes. Your, the bath is probably 40 minutes because you got to get your fever up, then you got to get it down, et cetera. So anyway, I did that, and I was just out of it, you know, really out of it. So then they were like, yeah, it's going to take five hours. I was mad. I was like, five hours? That's a whole surgery. They trying to do surgery on me. <laughs> but anyway, I went in Monday, and I said, okay, if these people don't pray with me, I am not going to allow them to touch me. So I said, uh, can we have prayer? Oh, yes, yeah, sure, sure. So I was still, no, I don't really annoying. I thought I was out of it. So I went ahead. We had prayer, and the lady was very nice. The doctor was nice. And we go into the room, and we do the first one, the first, um, what, is, what is this word that they doing when they, well, anyway, they poked me with something. So anyway, they, yes, thank you. Thank you. So anyway, you know, I try to put it on my brain, put it as far away as possible. So anyway, so they did the biopsy, and the lady said, she looked at the screen. Well, first of all, she looked at the screen, and she said, this is smaller than the first, because they had the one from Thursday. Now they have the one on Monday. They're, they're, they're looking at the one from Monday. This is smaller than what it was last week. How did that happen? So that was interesting. You know, of course, I was pretty been being angry. I wasn't thinking about how good God is blessing me, right? So then she says, they go in to take this thing, and it disappears. It evaporates. There is not even any tissue there. She says, it's not even any tissue. And she was rejoicing. It's not cancer. It's not cancer. She said, I can't tell you. I can't tell you, but it's not cancer. She was so excited. She was so excited, you know, but I was like a little rock. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got one more. Yeah, I got the other one, which is more important than this one was. So um, we were in and out. Then they came and got me, and, uh, and I was into another room because I had to be in a different position. And they, she went in. And she took, she was like, this is going to be kind of hard. I don't know if we're going to get it. Got it out. It took me two hours, not five. The Lord is so good. Two hours. And the lady called, I called her, the nurse, for something. And she said, have you looked at your results? I was like, uh, are they out? She was like, they're out. She said, did you look at them? I said, no. I said, did you see them? She said, yes. I said, she said, don't you want to know what it is? I was like, cancer-free. The Lord is just so good. He is just so good. So we have to give God some praise. Because, you know, the Lord has some natural remedies. I'm not going to tell anybody here to do what I did. I'm just kind of that, that person, Pastor. I just, you know, I, I'll do anything not to go up under the knife and all this stuff because, you know, I might need that energy for later on in life. So why do you use it now? I can wait till later. But anyway... <laughs> So I want to say to everybody here, you know, there is all kinds of ways to get healed. It's just so many ways that God has put here for us, and we don't always have to use meds. Sometimes you need them. There is no doubt about it. I'm a firm believer in that. But I'm also a firm believer that our food is good for us, and I have found that not eating is even better. It's better than eating, for real. I hate to say it, but it sounds better. So... Somebody went in this week for a test. They went in to get tested for cancer, but they didn't come out with a good call. They came out with something else. So we need to let those people way out there know about God, okay? So those who are here usually, you know what I do, so you need to do it. And because everybody's not here today, we need to do it even more. And we just need to really, I am so grateful. Do you know how many decisions I will have to make? You know, do I do chemo? Do you do radiation? Then you're going to have a, uh, what is it, a mastectomy? Are you going to do this? It's so much involved in that. And I just praise God, Lord, for it. So... We're going to say, God is good all the time. time. You just cannot beat God. You guys pray, study, get on Google. Dr. Google is the best (laughs) you can do to help yourselves look up information. It's free, and God has it there for you. Make this a great day.
Do you believe that we serve a miracle working God? We do serve a God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think. We serve a God who is still Jehovah Jireh. We still serve a God who's a healer. And I just think we need to give him praise and honor tonight as we go to God in prayer. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are just here tonight just to thank you, just that testimony that we heard about your miracle working power. Father, there's someone here. There's someone online that is wrestling with their faith. They have also uh, received a diagnosis that is not positive. And Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you asking that you would heal in the way that we have heard tonight. Father, we trust and believe that you are able. Father, we know uh, that you are a God that can simply say a word or who can simply touch and things change. And so, Father, tonight we come before you asking that you do this. And Lord, we just also come before you tonight asking that you would be with the people of God and the man of God, Pastor Fields, as he preaches the word of God. We pray, Father, that you would just touch his tongue, touch his mind, so that the word that comes forth would be like burning coals of fire that touch our hearts and touch our minds so that we know that what we've heard is not a word from man, but we know that what we've heard is indeed a word from God. We pray, Father, that Jesus Christ would be lifted up. And, Father, whatever thing may be on his shoulders or on his mind that would prevent him from preaching the word of God freely. We just pray, Father, in the name of Jesus that it would be removed. And then, Father, we pray today that you would give us not just ears to hear but hands to do feet to walk and a mouth to talk so that uh, what we experience tonight would not just be kept to ourselves but we would uh, implement it we would not just be hearers of the word but we would be doers of the word and then father i pray that we would share what we've heard with somebody so that the name of jesus can be glorified throughout St. Louis and even throughout the world. We pray, Father, for these things in the mighty name of Jesus the Christ, our loving Lord and our Savior. Let everyone say amen. of the Lord. Amen. It's been a long day for some of us, as you already know. We do two services on Sunday morning, and it seems that the theme is thankfulness. It seems that the theme for today, when I was at church and met with the Methodists this morning, uh, friend, it was about thankfulness. It was about gratefulness. And as we were trying to pick a song here tonight, because we've got all women here tonight, and uh, rode in to praise him, Pastor. So we know that whatever happens in this space tonight, that it is God-ordained because it is all coming together. It's rolling in. So we just want to give God praise tonight. And I know you know this song, so we're not here to entertain. We are here to give God some praise, and we ask that you would join in with us and sing with us.
Amen. Can we put our hands together one more time? Praise him. Praise him. Jesus, blessed Savior, he's worthy to be praised. Thank you so much, faithful team. I say the praise team. I say faithful team. Amen. They've been hitting it every night. Amen. We, they've been here every night, and, um, and so we thank God for our praise team, our choir. Amen. They're holding it down, and we know that God is going to do some great things. I just want to make sure that I'm good to go. Amen. We're good to go. Amen. I'm excited. I'm going to try to move through this time together. This is one of my favorite topics here. Um, I get excited. Now, when I first heard about this topic, um, when someone first shared with me about this topic, should I say, um, the theology was a little off. Um, but the reality is, is that it was still exciting to me because I had no clue it was off. Um, it wasn't until I got into the Word of Knowledge Bible College. <laughs> Once I came to the Word of Knowledge Bible College and I learned some things, Amen. And it is my prayer that before you leave here tonight or when you leave here tonight that you will have learned something as well. Let us just go ahead and jump into this. Let's bow our heads with a word of prayer. Loving Lord, our Father and God, again, we're so thankful, privileged, and honored to be able to come before you on this beautiful, blessed Sunday evening. Um, our clocks have been changed, and, um, but our minds are still the same. We thank you for loving on us and keeping us. Thank you for being the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Forgive us again of our sins. We do pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Coming thousand years, the coming thousand years. You can see the uh, title here. You pretty much know where we're going with this. But if I was to ask you if you've ever flown in an airplane um, or you remember back in the day, um, right before the year 2000 hit. Anybody remember those times? Um, right in 1999, right before 2000 hit, um, it was a little pandemic in the mind going on. It wasn't a, a, a virus going on, but everybody was a little leery about what was going to happen. Amen? Um, I, to the point to where one of our close friends, well, one of our friends, I'm going to say, um, he stored up gas and um, he began to put gas in a, in, a, in, a, in a plastic bottle. Come on, somebody. And not only did he put the gas in a plastic bottle, but he stored it, my brother, um, in a room with no ventilation. <laughs> because he figured, you know, the gas was going to go up, you know, planes were going to fly out, fall out the sky, and, 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 the, and the computers, amen, was going to set everything back, and they're not going to be able to recognize the letter zero, and, and it was just so much stuff, amen. But I remember a friend of mine, she told me about this thing called the millennium, amen. Um, she told me about the millennium, and she said, in this thousand years, she said that we'll have a chance to get it right again. Yeah, that's what she told me. And I said, and then, and, and then she went on to say, she said, that, but it's going to be so rough, it's going to be so hard that many people are not going to make it. I said, well, shoot, if it's, if it's rough now, and you're saying it's going to be even rougher later, I might need to just get on in here now. Hence, that's when I gave my life to Jesus the first time. Come on, somebody. But, you know, there was a group called the Trimillennial Countdown. This is where the ages of uh, Aquarius or this new age of the philosophies. And that, that's where you heard um, where people start talking about we are gods. Anybody heard that? You know, everybody say, yeah, you are God. You are God. It's almost like those talk shows. You get a car. You get a car. Everybody just get a car. We're all gods. Amen. But we understand and know that we're not gods, that there is this no, no, no new age movement going on. Amen. Uh, uh, but even in our Christian denomination, amen, uh, 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 2020, uh, uh, should I say 2000, the year 2000, it set a lot of stuff in motion. It had people thinking about all kinds of stuff. One world order. Anybody remember that? You never heard about that until then. This one world movement. Amen. The government is trying to take over the United of um, Church and State and all this stuff began to come about. But I'm reminded, amen, uh, in the Old Testament, uh, you know, um, God is our govern. He governs all things. 
He watches over all things. You may even heard of this word right here. Anybody familiar with that word right there called the rapture? Amen. This is when, and I kind of touched on this the other day, this is when, you know, you could be riding in your car and the person in the passenger side, you're talking to them and then you look to your left and when you look back to the right, they're gone. Secretly taken away. And I said it before and I like to say it again that, you know, we serve a mighty God. Amen. We just got through singing about this God. Jesus you know, you're worthy to be praised. And if you have all power in your hand, if you have all authority, amen, if you are the creator of the heavens and the earth, why in the world would you want to sneak in somewhere and sneak out your people? If anything, you're going to kick the door down. You're going to let them know who you are. You're going to show up on your throne with all your glory. You're going to make a loud thunder. So there is no secret when God comes. Amen. The Bible says that every eye will see him and every tongue will confess. But we see here that the word rapture means a sudden disappearance of believers. And I don't know if this was a, you know, of, of, of course, of course, it's a trick of the enemy to trick you, not just to give your life to God, because of course he don't want you to give your life to God. But it's to trick you to believe. That if you give your life to God, that you are covered and you can do whatever you want to do. You are, you know, let me, let me get in here now. Let me just believe this now because when Jesus come, I don't want to be left behind. And so this sudden disappeared, this lie that the enemy has fed throughout our Christian church. But I understand that, you know, uh, God knows exactly what he's doing. Men will believe anything to keep from doing what God wants them to do. I'm going to say that one more time. Men or man will believe anything to keep from doing what God wants them to do. The Bible is very clear. The Bible makes, the Bible makes it very clear in God's word tells us every day when we open it up and read exactly what God is up to. And tonight, we want to unfold and discover some of those truths because the Bible reveals the events which surrounds the second coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is not hiding anything. I mean, again, I'm going to fall back on this all through this, that God don't, he, why, is he, why would he hide anything? I mean, he's God. I don't have to hide. I mean, I know some of us, we hide stuff from our children because we don't want them to eat it up. I get that. I understand that. But God is not going to hide anything from us. He will let you know in the book of Matthew, the book of Matthew, chapter 16, verse 27 says, For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward each according to his works. So he said he's going to come, and not only is he going to come, but he's coming with his angels. He's coming with the heavenly host, amen? He's coming with a thump. And so this is one text that debunks this new age movement, that Christ descends from the sky and glory of his father. It is a solution to sin. Now, now, one world government? Oh, no, 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 no. Union of church and state? No, 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 no. Christ comes and he will reign from heaven. He will reign here on earth. He will reign wherever he so chooses. That's the God that we serve. So what about this rapture then? Christ's coming is not a secret. His coming, the Bible says, will be dazzling. There will be brightness. Matthew 24, 27 makes it very clear. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. So why do we want to make it a secret? Why do we want to keep it hush-hush? Give us the, 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 an opportunity to live how we want, do what we want, say what we want. Because as long as, I, as long as it's between me and my God, it doesn't matter what you think. 
So there is no secret. There's no secret about Jesus coming. Amen. The splendor and glory and, and majesty with dazzling brightness. There, there, there is no secret of God coming to redeem his children back to him. I mean, let's make it very clear and let's make it very plain. I mean, if you haven't seen your children in a long time, amen, let's say they went off to college as ours are. When I see them, amen, I am going to be excited to see them, amen. I'm going to make an announcement, amen, and all of their friends will know that mommy and daddy is outside. We're not going to sneak in and tell them, you know, grab your bags. You know, don't let nobody know we're here. No, no, we're going to step on the campus of Oakwood University. We're going to let them know mama and daddy is here. Come to see our babies. That's what Jesus is going to do. He's going to show up in a, such a way where everybody that is sleeping in that grave, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, will rise at the second coming of Christ. But we'll get to that a little bit later. And so there will be no secret, amen? For the word of God is clear that what events occurred at the second coming of Christ says that the righteous living on earth, the righteous dead are in the graves, Amen? Those that, are, those, those, those that have fallen asleep in Christ are in their graves. And then the Bible goes on to say, but those who are alive and remain will be caught up to meet him in the air. But then the wicked living, the Bible says they're going to drop dead at the brightness of his coming. And that's where I get excited right there. When I look at the whole spectrum of the millennium, I can't help but to get excited. So the Bible tells us here that for the Lord himself... He will do what, everybody? He will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. The Bible is very clear that when Jesus comes, it will be known. It will be known. It will be audible. It will be visible, come on somebody, that you will know there is no secret to this thing. Why a secret? Because the devil wants you to believe a lie and not the truth. But we know better than that, amen? The Bible says that the trump of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. The language is very clear. The language is very clear that Christ coming, when he comes, he's coming with power, he's coming with glory, and the dead in Christ will rise first. That's why when our loved ones pass, and I've gone to many of funerals, and I say this all the time since bed, and I'm going to continue to say it as long as there's a mic in my hand, that I have yet to go to a funeral where the deceased went to hell. No, 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 no. They go to heaven. That's what you hear. Mama's in heaven looking at me. Daddy's in heaven looking at me. They smiling on you. They cooking greens right now. Oh, yeah. You never heard that. Come on now. But I have yet to hear of anyone at a funeral talking about somebody dying and going to hell. But everybody go to heaven. And you know that the individual that is laying in the casket, life was not quite right. Now, I'm not here to judge. I'll wait till I get to heaven. We'll talk about that a little later, too. Because the Bible does say we will judge. <laughs> Help us out here. Just not right now. But I have yet to see that happen. And so the Bible is very clear that the dead in Christ will rise first. So we don't have to worry. And here it is right here. You see, the devil wants you to believe that your, your, that your deceased loved one is in heaven right now. You know why? It's to debunk the second coming of Christ. All throughout history, from the time Jesus stepped on this earth, Walking in the flesh, the enemy has always tried to debunk the resurrection. One thing the devil hates the most. I said it before. Like, you know, if there's one, he don't, he's not, he don't hate the fact that you are here tonight. 
He may have tried to stop you. He may have slowed you down. But the devil don't care about you being here tonight. Not for real, for real. It's not the fact that you gave your life to Christ. He can care less about that. The one thing that devil hate the most is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because had Jesus just simply died and never rose, us being in here would mean nothing. Why would we sit in here if when we die, we just die? But because Christ died and rose, you too who have confessed, you too who believe, you too have repented of your sins, you too will rise again. So one thing that the devil hates the most is not the fact that you told somebody about Jesus. There's a lot of Jesuses out there. Come on, somebody. But the one thing he hates the most is the second coming. So that's why he want to take you straight from the grave or death to heaven, trying to bypass the whooping he got coming. Come on, somebody. So when Jesus comes, those, those that have passed, those loved ones that have fallen asleep, those individuals, those deceased loved ones that, 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 that are laying rest right now, amen, that have died in the faith, that died with their assurance and their hope in Christ. I'm not talking about everybody that died. Help me, Lord. Because the Bible says that many are called and few are chosen, that everybody that says, Lord, Lord, will not make it. So somebody going to be in the lake. I know that's hard. I know we don't like to talk about that because we good Christian folk and we just love everybody and everybody going to heaven. Not so. It's not so. And let's just be real. Some individuals that you sit next to, some people that you work with, some of your family members, they're not going to make it. Come on, help me, Lord. Talk, talk about this thing. Do you not know that there were some folk that walked with Jesus? Do you not know that there were individuals that broke bread with Jesus that didn't make it? So just because we show up in here looking good, feeling good, amen, it don't mean that it's all good. I know we say it all the time, look like a duck, smell like a duck, walk like a duck. It must be a duck. But everything glitter ain't gold. And that's why I get excited about my Lord and Savior because, see, I'm a little selfish right now. And I think I have been since the day I gave my life to Christ. I said, Lord, oh, you messed up now. Once I came to an understanding that Jesus loves me with an everlasting love. And once I've fallen several times and gotten back up and he was still there showing me that he is faithful. I mean, how can you not love him? How can you not walk with him after he has shown you time and, and time and time again that he is always, he said, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I will stick closer to you than any brother ever could or ever can. So the dead in Christ will rise. Let me move through this. My time is running. Amen. And so there will be two kinds of resurrection. There will be a resurrection to life. That's what the Bible tells us. Amen. And then there'll be a resurrection of damnation. Amen? Is that what the Bible says? That's what he says. Marvel not at this. For the hour is coming, amen? Which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice and shall come forth. They that have done good unto the resurrection of life. And they that have done evil. What, everybody? Under the resurrection of damnation. I didn't make that up. I know it's on the screen. But I got a text up there in case you just want to go to your Bible and see if it's in there for yourself. I'm not making this up. The Bible says that there will be two resurrections. Somebody's going to rise to the resurrection of life. Somebody's going to come up to the resurrection of damnation. I just want to make sure that as you sit in my midst that you're not a part of that, that, of that damnation piece. Because I'm going to give you the unadulterated truth, the word of God, to help you in your Christian, your Christian journey. So how many resurrections are there? Two resurrections. The resurrection of life, and then there's the resurrection of damnation. You see, the resurrection of life takes place when the dead in Christ rise first. The resurrection of damnation takes place second. You just want to make sure you're in the first resurrection. <laughs> Not the second. So if you wake up 
And you in the second resurrection. So the resurrection of life, at the second coming, Jesus will return with this dazzling brightness. Graves are open. They will, loved ones will come out with a new life. Blinded eyes will be open. Those that went down with crutches will not need crutches anymore. Those that went down with cancer will, be, or will, will come up without cancer. You will have a new right then. And, he said, I will change you. Arthritis gone. Diabetes gone. All those health issues, backaches and migraines are gone. Vertigo gone. And so the righteous living, what happens in, in 1 Corinthians 15, says that we shall be what everybody changed. Oh, I get excited. I told you, I told you when I first started, when I first heard this, a millennial thing. I said I got excited for one reason because I figured if I couldn't do it right now, I sure know I couldn't do it. I can't do it at the second coming. Amen. So if I had a time or a thousand years where I can just try to get it right again, if I can't get it right now, what make me think I'm going to be able to get it right at the... <laughs> so I jumped on in the boat. Theology was all off. Say, bad theology saved me. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Say, it started, it started me on the right path. Come on. <laughs> bad theology got me to thinking straight. <laughs> Say, God will use anything, amen? Even bad theology to get you in here. So we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. Listen, God knows exactly what he's doing. He knows exactly what we need. First Thessalonians 17, 4, 17 says, Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Now, if that's not enough to get you excited about the second coming of Christ, I don't know what will. And this, my brothers and sisters, is the beginning of the millennial. So when Christ comes, the righteous dead will be resurrected with new bodies and are changed. The righteous living, we who are alive and remain, will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. So the righteous living, that I mean the righteous dead who are in their graves, the Bible says that when Christ comes the second time, they will come up out of their graves and we who are alive and remain will be caught up to meet him in the air but then you have the wicked dead and the wicked living and we'll get to that amen so Christ comes the righteous are resurrected the dead and the living the righteous go to heaven so what about the loss what about the loss since the righteous goes to heaven what happens are they left alive here on this earth? What about the loss? Well, I'm glad you Bible scholars asked the question, and I have it right here. Turn with me to 2 Thessalonians uh, verses 1 through 8, which simply says, In flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God. And on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So let's make it very clear that something will happen to those who don't obey God. There will be something happening to those that did not accept Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. I'm trying to help you in here tonight. So just because we Christians and we love the Lord, let's just be real, you know, we don't need to lose our mind. I'm going to say this, and I know, boy, I, you know, I, 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 I tend to get looked at sometimes when I say it, but I just have to be honest with you because, see, sometimes we go overboard trying to save folk, and we can't save nobody. Mm-hmm. We try to do all these things at the time. I'm trying to save... 
really? This is what we're doing now. So if I was to rewind the tape and go back to the, to the beginning of my presentation, I would probably say, so what, you are God now? You can't save and you can't save yourself. It's very clear. It's not hard. It's not rocket science. This is simple. This is just, this is just a simple thing of obedience. Putting God before yourself. So... The dead in Christ rise. There's some folk that would be lost. And Jesus longs to save everybody. And he refuses to see us lost. And he has done everything he could. Remember what I said when we first started this, that this thing is not about you and it's not about me. Jesus Christ, God the Father character is the what's on trial here. So while we get caught up in our feelings and get caught up in our emotions and get caught up in who said this, that, and the third, we have to keep in mind that it's not about us. So why are you mad at her because she said this, that, and the third? Could it be that she was just used by the enemy to get you into a place where now you're bitter and now you're upset, now you're mad and you're not speaking and now you stop coming to church because sister so-and-so go to the church and you stop deaconing because brother so-and-so and you stop ushering and all this nonsense and the devil was sitting back cheesing like a chess cat. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't threw the little rock and you're like the, the water, like when you throw the rock in the water and the, and, 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 and the, the ripple, thank you, help pre teach this. Come on, y'all. He's <laughs> going to teach the lesson. I told you y'all could preach this. I told you, didn't I tell you? This is a bit. You're like the water, you, you're like the, the ripple, you just, you just letting it just, just go fester. And, all, and, and, and what Jesus is saying is that you can't allow that stuff because see, there is a heaven and there is a hell. And we don't want to allow little stuff to trip us up and get us in a place where now we're feeling some kind of way. And again, we talked about the judgment up in here for those that were here. We talked about the judgment. Won't nobody be standing there but you and God. And I'm telling you this, and I'm going to say it again. You can't talk about what mama did. You can't talk about what daddy didn't do. What nobody picked me up. And nobody, yes, she did. Mm -hmm. Because he's going to rewind the tape, and he's going to show you every missed opportunity that you had to get your life right, but you chose to do your own thing. Am I talking to somebody in here tonight? I know my time, I'm a little over. I'm going to have to shut it down. But, and I know it's getting good, but we're going to bring this back because I need you to understand that Jesus longs for us to be with him. He wants us to be with him. He can't wait for us to be with him. But sin is a combustible material. When it stands in the presence of a holy God. Those that love him are drawn to him. The same sun that shines on the just shines on the unjust. Second Thessalonians goes on to say that whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of of his coming. So he gives sinners a chance after chance, rebellious hearts, and they turn their back on God. And God allows sin. That's what they do, having this final course, because the Bible teaches us that the wages of sin is death. We're going to have to deal with our stuff. There's no way around it. We're going to have to give an account to our stuff. Each time God has presented an opportunity for you to give your life to him, each time God has presented an opportunity for you to come and worship him, I know we're in the midst of, are we coming out of a pandemic, but the reality is folk is still getting sick. The wicked living the Bible says, 
at the second coming will be destroyed by his brightness. The Bible tells us that. And so is there anybody left alive on earth? Well, Jeremiah uh, 25 puts it this way. And at that day, the slain of the Lord shall be from one end of the earth even to the other end of the earth. They shall not be lamented or sorrowed over or gathered or buried. They shall become what? On the ground. So the wicked living, the Bible says, will drop dead at the brightness of his coming. Because like I just said, sin cannot stand in the presence of an awesome God. It is like combustible material. It will just blow up. About like that gas. (laughs) So here we go. The second coming of Jesus Christ. The second coming. The Bible says they will not be buried. Why? Because there is nobody left to bury them. And at Christ's second coming, the righteous dead will be raised, join the righteous living. We will meet the Lord in the air and only the wicked dead and the wicked living will be left here on this earth. The wicked living, the Bible says, will be destroyed at the brightness of his coming. Earth will then be desolate. (laughs) See, I can get excited about that. You say, how can you get excited about people dying? I'm not getting excited about folk dying. I'm getting excited about folk living. Either the glass is half full or it's half empty. I don't know what you think, but I'm always siding on the side that's half full. Because I'm on my way up and not down. So we review once more, and I'm going to get out of here, right here. The righteous live in the sin. The righteous dead are resurrected. They will join the righteous living, the wicked living are slain, and there will be nobody left on this earth. And what's going to happen after that? I'm going to need to come back here on Tuesday and we'll finish this thing up. (laughs) Because I'm telling you, I get excited. When I think about the goodness of Jesus. Now I get it. I know we have individuals that would be viewing this online and some are viewing right now. Some of us are sitting in here and even though sometimes we've been in the church for a very long time, sometimes we just don't understand how it all adds up. And there's no, no haters, no haters, amen. As we say, don't hate, celebrate, amen. We all here learning, we all here growing. I just told you, I didn't always know. Let me just be real and honest with you. I got a lot of my teaching going through school. Nobody sat down with me at a Bible study. I didn't go through that um, eight week. I didn't come in through a, a seminar or a revival or none of that. The Lord called me to the ministry and I accepted. I had gotten to a point in my, in my life and in my, in, in my disobedience, I'm going to say it like that. I've never said it like that before. But I've gotten to a point in my disobedience where I was ready to be obedient. Y'all can use that if you want to. But I was tired. And so I had no one to teach me what I needed to know. So I joined this church because God said join. And once I got in here, then the Lord said, now I need you to go into ministry. What? Really? Have you not checked my past? Really? You want me in here doing this? But the more I studied and the more I went through those classes, the more it became real to me. And I said, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm going to invite you all back tomorrow. I mean Tuesday. Tuesday at 6 o'clock. Get you a light meal. And let's come on in here and let's get some more of this knowledge from this Bible college. Father God, again, we thank you once again for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're about to do. 
we know that your love is amazing. We know that you know what you're doing. You've done this, oh God. You set this up before the foundation of the world. You look beyond our faults and you saw our need. You knew that we were going to be messed up from the flow up. But yet you stepped down from your throne and you came down here amongst the muck and the mar. And you decided to create us and make us in your image. And so, Father, we bless you tonight. As we prepare for your second coming, hold us. Bring us back here that we may continue to learn of thee. And we will be ever so mindful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name, let the people of God say amen. 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 Again, go ahead and put your hands together. Let's worship God in this place. Let's worship God in this place. At this time, I do want to consider yourselves dismissed. If you have a gift or a love offering you want to leave, we ask that you will um, visit with our deacons. They're standing by the door. You can leave it there. And again, God bless you and have a rest of a wonderful rest of the evening.